Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Star Wars 7x7 episode 2295. With a little bit more information, we can actually now piece together some of the major events and details of Din Djarin's life. That would, of course, be the Mandalorian himself. And we can also talk about who he has probably encountered in his lifetime up until the point that we meet him in his eponymous series. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So one thing to frame this discussion at the start, we do not know the exact birth year of Din Djarin. So this gets to be a little bit hypothetical, but not too much, right? One thing we know for sure is that sometime between 22 and 19 BBY, he was but a toddler, and we know it's in between those three years because that's when the Clone Wars took place, and the flashback scenes we see in season one of The Mandalorian show him as a young toddler on a planet in a settlement being attacked by the Confederacy of Independent Systems, aka the Separatists. Well, the settlement's name is actually Akvatina, A-Q and new word V-E-T-I-N-A, as recently revealed by the Star Wars book, which is not out here in the U.S. It won't be until next week, but it's already been released in Britain, and stuff from it is already finding its way into Wikipedia, which is cool. And he was rescued in his, you know, little hatch hideout by Mandalorians, but specifically Mandalorians of Death Watch. Now, this allows us to narrow things down because Death Watch ended their association with the Separatists in about 20 BBY after Count Dooku and Pre Vizsla got in a tiff, and so that was the end of that. And so Death Watch relocated to a planet called Karlak, which, funnily enough, is a snow planet, so just file that away in your mental notes as we get ready for Mandalorian Season 2 and the Mandalorian arriving on a snow planet with Baby Yoda. Hmm, kind of intriguing. But back to the whole birth date thing. It's hard to tell from the footage in The Mandalorian how old Din Djarin was when he was hidden away by his parents, but had to be young, was older than a baby, but doesn't seem like he was quite at, you know, full toddler speaking age. So even if you called it, you know, three years old, then he would have been born just before the Clone Wars began. And that would make him about 33 years old as of the start of season two of The Mandalorian. So what does that mean for his timeline in the events of the broader galaxy? Well, for one thing, there is a good chance that he may have been aware of the former Sith Lord Maul as a young boy, or when he was a young boy specifically, because it would have been not long after his rescue by the Mandalorians that 
he would have been brought into Death Watch, and Death Watch eventually allied itself with Darth Maul, and Darth Maul created the whole Shadow Collective thing. So yeah, there's a good chance that Din Djarin has actually laid eyes on Maul in the past. He may possibly also have met, when he was a youngster, Bo-Katan, who was voiced by Katie Sackhoff in the Clone Wars series, and who is rumored to be reprising her role in The Mandalorian in Season 2. But once the Republic falls, and we get into the age of the Empire, well, we don't know a heck of a lot about what happens to Mandalore under the Empire's galactic rule until we get to roughly the era of Star Wars Rebels, which begins around 5 BBY. So there's a good 14 years that we don't know a lot about. What we do know is that there is an Imperial Academy established on Mandalore. We do know that a great purge happens in which most of the Mandalorians are killed. And, funnily enough, though the two events have not been connected, Sabine Wren from Star Wars Rebels, when she was in the Imperial Academy, actually worked on a super weapon that she nicknamed the Duchess. And yes, that's an ironic reference to the Duchess Satine, who herself was a pacifist. But this thing called the Arc Pulse Generator is actually able to superheat Beskar alloy to the point where the wearer is vaporized inside. So there hasn't been a connection drawn between the Great Purge and the use of the Arc Pulse Generator, but what we do know is that somehow it had been turned and used as a means of oppression against Mandalorians, and when that happened, Sabine had her crisis of conscience and destroyed the thing. So maybe there's a link between those two things, but here's the thing. Sabine Wren was born in 21 BBY, so she's only two years younger, maybe three, than Din Djarin. As a result, there is a possibility that Din Djarin and Sabine Wren have met before. It is possible that they were together at the Imperial Academy. We do not know if Din Djarin ever went to the Imperial Academy, so that's an open question, but certainly the difference in their ages is, is rather interesting, and the fact that Moff Gideon knows so much about him already suggests that somehow he had been recognized within Imperial database systems. Yes, that could just be because they're monitoring everyone. It could also be explained more easily by Din by Din 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 being in the Imperial system already, having gone to the Imperial Academy. That would be a very Occam's Razor-like solution to that quandary. But there's even more circumstantial evidence that Sabine Wren and Din Djarin actually know each other, and I will share that link with you in just a second. Before I do, I do just want to put my quick shout-out today about rating and reviewing the show on iTunes here, and thank you again for doing it already if you have done it, but if you haven't, I hope today will be the day that you take just a second to give it a five-star rating. Hopefully it'll be a five-star rating, and even a couple of extra seconds to write a sentence or two saying what you like about the show and you know why you listen to it on a daily basis it really does help more people find the show thank you so much for considering it thank you so much for doing it so dialing back to Din Djarin being rescued by members of Death Watch remember that Death Watch was led previously by Pre Vizsla and he was also the head of House Vizsla and within the houses of Mandalore, there are clans underneath them. One of the clans underneath House Vizsla, you guessed it, Clan Wren. And Ursa Wren, who is Sabine Wren's mother, is a member of Death Watch. So, 
Put it this way, by 19 BBY, both a four or five-year-old Din Djarin and a two-year-old Sabine Wren are basically part of the same Death Watch House Vizsla situation. And so, you know, it strikes me as highly unlikely that they could not have known each other ever in the past and seems much more likely that they had some sort of association with each other that continued into the Age of the Empire and possibly even all the way to the Imperial Academy. And there you go. That is my look and my educated guesses about the previous life of Din Djarin and how he could tie into the life of Sabine Wren, which then may indicate something about her appearance rumored for season two of The Mandalorian as well. And that's going to do it for today's episode of the show. Thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2020 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. Mother's Day is almost here and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.